0: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott, along with uh, Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet. Betting the board, we call it. Little hoops, little bases, little ice hockey, little soccer. Bruce, we are testing your. Uh... It's a wealth of knowledge. I mean, you, you, you travel the world, you, uh, you, you speak the languages. We're going to get right into it. How about the Tampa Bay Rays? Schedule-related, or are they going
1: to be that good this year? Well, a little bit of both, and I think that's the one thing we have to watch in the league this year. Schedule-related means something. I mean – when they come uh, out of the shoot with Detroit, Washington, and Oakland, I mean, there's a chance you can run up some wins. And this is going to hold true throughout much of the season, the teams that get these bad teams. There's still a bunch of bad teams. I see four or five teams that might lose 100 games this year. You run those teams back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, you can put a win streak together. However uh the pitching has been exceptional for tampa bay and uh, mcclanahan really good his first two games a little bit more of a challenge tonight against boston but the red sox couldn't score a run last night Uh, jimmy i know it was only one nothing that's the first time the run line didn't work with the rays i'd still play the rays again on the run line i mean the if the pitching is this good and uh uh, you know boston also you know took advantage of some schedule to to uh, uh win a few games within the last week but whitlock uh, this is an advantage, McLeanahan. Tonight, bullpen has been really good for Tampa Bay too. Let's do it again. Let's go on the run line with Tampa Bay.
0: All right, does uh, so. It doesn't scare you to run that lay that run line at home too when you don't get that uh, that that uh, bottom of the ninth and uh, also extra innings.
1: I'd prefer it, but I mean uh, the way they've been going thus far, this pitching's been so good. I mean, I'm not sure they've only given up I think 18 runs in the uh, in the first eleven first ten games here, so. I mean, as long as this offense can do a little something and they should be well enough ahead by the bottom of the ninth where that won't matter, I hope.
0: All right. Uh Houston at uh, PNC against Pittsburgh. Uh Christian Javier against Mitch Keller in this one and Astros took care of business last night, eight to two. That rode on another money line you um, I'm sorry, run line you're looking to lay. At Bet Rivers right now, Astros minus one and a half, minus one oh five.
1: Yeah, the Astros are going to start picking it up at some point here, we know. And maybe that was sort of the trigger last night. Javier hasn't pitched too bad. They've won his first two starts. His numbers are okay this far. And Keller hasn't pitched too bad on the Pittsburgh side. What I'm worried about with the Pirates, though, Jimmy, psychologically, to lose O'Neill Cruz like yeah. that, he's out for the next few months. They could not afford to lose his dynamism in the lineup, both in the field and at the plate. And you can sense sort of a pall that cast over the organization the game last night very listless I'm not sure this is something Pittsburgh can bounce back from and I hate to say that because I look I'm a Pirates fan I'd like to see them do well I don't see it I think they're going to start going the other way and let's try to get a Houston uptick early I think this might be something that'll extend a bit for the Astros they look good last night Javier's capable of keeping this lineup in check without O'Neill. not a bad run line price or about even money maybe minus 105 like you said so uh Astros run line tonight with Javier I think they keep this uh they they may sweep through Pittsburgh at PNC this week so
0: so early right now but the Pirates were giving us a little bit of uh, a little bit of hope that they might be able to do something yeah. especially with that impressive sweep at Fenway Park against the Boston yeah. Red Sox but uh nah, yeah I, I wonder they can well, that that's a tough one uh to take yeah. with the uh the, the injury Real of Cruz tough. another yeah. one though in uh, Coors Field tonight um did uh did Freeland for Colorado create a little momentum uh in the World Baseball Classic because he was really good in holding that uh, that Japanese lineup at bay in the championship game and he has to give it up a run, a run in a couple of starts uh, for the Rockies he's plus 148 at home against Mike uh Michaelis in St. Louis
1: Yeah uh Jimmy they're they're really basing this on uh, reputation not on on recent performance like you said uh Freeland has started the season very good, and uh, you know, he pitched also pretty well in uh, March. But on the other side, uh, Michaelis is not pitching too well. I mean, his first two outings he's been shelled. I remember, last year he was a home road pitcher anyway. Last year, much better numbers at Bush Stadium than on the road. And oh, by the way, he had one start at Coors Field here, and he got absolutely destroyed last year. So, um, I and and St. Louis isn't really clicking all that well right now Um, I'm not sure why they're laying this heavy of a price I mean the pitching matchup doesn't suggest that so I think this might be one of these early season spots let's play the recent trends here I mean Freeland's pitching a lot better than Michael's he's at home and uh, you're getting a fat price here. I, I think this is a real stick-out tonight for Colorado.
0: Uh, Colorado at home, I, I'm, I like that price uh, as well with Freeland. And, and and keep in mind, you know, pitchers, pitchers are a little bit different from hitters year to year. There's a little bit more variance, you know, back in, uh, up and forth. So maybe you're catching both of these pitchers as, uh, you know, a, a little bit early in their, their trends. We'll see. We'll see. Sometimes it's just a slow start, and they kind of get things going. But you know, if you look – Year to year, over the t- uh, the career timeline, hitters are way more consistent uh, than pitchers. National Basketball Association, the NBA. I love it. Everybody's up in arms with the Dallas Mavericks. Done. Um, they've been doing it all year, huh, Bruce? I mean, what 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 was different Friday night? But anyway, the uh, Minnesota T Wolves. Well. How bad are the Pelicans uh, on Sunday, on Easter Sunday? They they had a team, one guy was slamming his hand into the wall. They were punching each other, and they still couldn't beat the Minnesota T-Wolves. This is the Tuesday night late game. In L.A., Lakers, eight-and-a-half-point favorites over the T-Wolves.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it says about Minnesota, Jimmy, to to win a game like that. One, to have all the distractions, and McDaniels hurt his hand, and Gobert to be throwing the punch at Anderson and, and being sent to the locker room. Uh, but they did rally late and win the game, so I'm not sure if these, these are negatives or positives for Minnesota. This is a one-shot deal tonight uh, for them. They'll uh, they'll get another shot Friday if they lose here tonight, um, but. Uh, they, they just played the Lakers less than two weeks ago at Minneapolis, a game they were in complete control in the third quarter, and then it just unraveled. Lakers turned up the defensive pressure. Uh, Schroeder was an important guy in that game, causing deflections and turnovers in the backcourt. And Minnesota just sort of collapsed. But this has not been an easy matchup for the Lakers. I mean, Minnesota's been pretty competitive against them. Cat is available. Uh, I think the Lakers win and advance into the uh, into the real playoff field. But this number keeps going up some, Jimmy. And I'm not sure there's any much value on the Lakers side at this price. So, I mean, I could almost see taking the Wolves here. Close game. I could see it being close. The Lakers pulling away in the last minute or so. Having LeBron and, and AD healthy. You can talk about Rob Polinka's trades he made at the deadline. The whole key is keeping these guys healthy. And AD's been in there pretty much the last two months. And LeBron came back two weeks ago. Um, so having these two guys both on the same page and on the court in the playoffs that's what's got the lakers going here and keeping davis healthy was really important on the stretch they win but maybe don't cover tonight
0: yeah that other game on tuesday i kind of like the heat uh, laying the five five and a half in that one bruce looking at the two on wednesday you like uh looking at uh, toronto and chicago that's the seven o'clock eastern tip off on espn raptors are minus five
1: I think the Bulls are kind of interesting here, and and it sort of coincided with getting uh, Patrick Beverly, um, and before the before the deadline, I mean their numbers have been pretty good lately since the All Star break, just after the deadline. I mean they've been playing uh, pretty darn well, and uh, and Beverly uh, has been part of it. They've uh, won eight of their last ten on the road. So this is interesting and they're and they're pretty healthy. I mean Lonzo's been out all year, but I mean they're they're in pretty good shape here. Two of their games against Toronto were much earlier in the season, back in early November, so I'm not sure what we can glean from that. All three meetings this season did go under. Uh, in Toronto, I'm not quite sure. I mean, there's some interesting stats there with, with with the Toronto and the number of shots that they get to have. They don't turn the ball over much. But this is not a really efficient offense. And uh, Van Vliet really blew hot and cold against Chicago this year. I think the Bulls can win this game outright, maybe a little bit to the under as well. Uh, but certainly plus the five or so, I'm going to take Chicago. DeRozan, Levine. I think they can win this game outright. So, uh, and, and the Bulls could cause some trouble later on if they get into the field of eight. Uh, they're going to be, you know, they'll be the eight seed. But I mean, they've they've got a chance to cause a little bit of trouble, uh, you know, for Milwaukee here if they can get that far. Pat- Bulls.
0: Patrick Beverly. Going full circle back to his hometown uh, in Chicago where he played his high school ball. Uh, and then the, the late game on Wednesday night, uh, the Pelicans minus five and a half at home at the blender against Oklahoma City.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, Oak City, this is a, maybe arrived a little bit early this year. And but a much, so much of them re- revolves around SGA and he's capable I and mean, he scored over 31 per game this year. Uh, interesting, down the stretch, uh, Giddy and then the Santa Clara rookie, Jalen Williams, really started to play a lot better. So they take a little bit of pressure off of SGA, but they don't have this is not a great defensive uh, team. And the Pels, I don't know how they blew that game on, on Sunday after having the lead like that in Minnesota fighting, but the Pels have been playing pretty well. They had won 9 of 11 prior to that. And some different guys have been stepping up. Lately. Herb Jones scored 35 in that overtime game against Memphis last week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Trey Murphy 3 has been scoring 30-plus in, in recent games. So it's taken a little bit of pressure off of Ingram and uh, McCollum. And uh, Ingram is sort of the, the X factor here. When he played uh, against uh, uh, New Orleans late February, he scored 34, and the Pels won. When he played against Oak City. They won. He missed the game that they lost in early March. Uh, he's back. He's there. I I think this is a little bit too soon for Oklahoma City. The Pels won this game last year, and they won the next game, too. So they are play-in experienced. So I'll give the Pels a shot. Fair price. I think they can advance to Friday.
0: All right. Uh, And then uh, NHL, let's go to the ice. Uh, It's a monster line here, but you're going to lay the puck line to reduce that juice. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins against the Blackhawks. It's uh, minus 1.5, minus 190.
1: I don't know that I've ever recommended – a puck line at this price um and, and there's also some minus two and halfs out there on the puck line if you mm-hmm. want to get a lesser price but let's just say one and a half but uh chicago is uh i mean there this is the nhl version of the mavs 2.0 i mean they, they i think are trying to lose here they're they've lost 11 of 12 and they're, they're they're losing margin in those games 52 to 15 and the puck line at minus one and a half would have Beating them every time in those 11 losses. Uh, why are they trying to lose? Well, there's a draft lottery in the NHL too, and there's a Sidney Crosby-like talent coming up, and Connor Bedard, who the Blackhawks would love to get, the Blue Jackets would love to get. It's a little different the way they do it in the NHL, but still, uh, Columbus and Chicago right now have the two best chances to get the number one pick. It looks like Chicago just doesn't want to play... Pittsburgh, on the other hand, does want to play. They're almost in the playoffs. They hop ahead of the Islanders for the last spot in the East if they can win tonight. Two really good wins in a row. They're there PPG Paints. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and lay the puck line. Even at that price, one and a half goals, minus 190. Uh, I'd be shocked if they don't win by by two or more.
0: All right, Minnesota Wild uh, at home tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Bruce, minus 120 at home.
1: Yeah, Minnesota came around late, by the way, mentioning Chicago. Last night, it looked like the Blackhawks actually had a chance to do something until Minnesota got serious late and won, and again, did the puck line as well. 4-2. to two. They are trying in the central. They, they are in a real fight to get uh, with Dallas and uh, Colorado there to get uh, to get at least home ice in the first round. Um, Gustafsson is in goal two nights in a row. They, they've been going back and forth with him and Fleury for the last... Uh, you know, since the All-Star break, at least. and But Gustafsson is their number one. They're going back with him again tonight. Hellebuck is not scheduled to play for Winnipeg. He was in last night against San Jose. They're in pretty good shape. Uh, if they get one more result here, they're going to qualify for the playoffs. Uh, they're going to save Hellebuck in case they need him for later in the week. They go with Riddick here tonight. But I like Minnesota. Uh, The way they fought back last night, they're at home. I like having Gustafsson going two nights in a row. They're very serious about winning here and getting up to second place if they can. That gives them home ice in the first round. And uh, Winnipeg, Helped itself last night with a win, so this is not an imperative uh, tonight. And also, I mean, Nashville drops any points the last couple of games. This is already in for Winnipeg. So they look good for the last playoff spot. But Minnesota—that adds it up for Minnesota. That's not a bad price for the Wild at home tonight in Saint Paul at the XL Center. So I'll take the Wild in this one.
0: Good matchup here. So on ESPN, 9:30 puck drop, uh, Eastern Time. Uh, the red-hot Edmonton Oilers laying a dollar fifteen at Colorado.
1: Yeah, boy, are they ever hot. I mean, they've won, uh, you know, 12 of 13 now, seven in a row. And they're not just winning. I mean, they are really taking apart everybody uh, as, as they have completely switched gears here uh, since the All-Star break. Won 12 of 13. I've got McDavid and Dreiselt. They are All of their lines are clicking right now, and they're winning games by good margins. Now, so is Colorado. Colorado just came out They've got a win streak, two, five in a row. Um, and there's a lot of people who think this might end up being the final matchup in the West, which it very well could be. They are coming home though tonight after a road trip out to California. Uh, sometimes I'm a little leery about a team coming back home after a longer a road trip like that. Uh, but the way Edmonton's going right now and scoring goals like this, I, I would ride the the uh, Oilers here, and you get them at near even against Colorado, even against the champs at near pick price. They are really close to overtaking Vegas to get not only number one in the Pacific, but number one in the entire NHL. They have the tiebreaker against the Golden Knights, and the Golden Knights have a couple of games against Seattle coming up. Not easy. So very important here for Edmonton. Important for Colorado, too, but I'm going to ride this Edmonton hot streak for another night.
0: Two two, uh, odds-on choices to win the Western Conference at Bett Rivers uh, uh, Avalanche at plus 225 Edmonton. At plus 350 to win the West. Staying out West, Kraken go to Las Vegas to take on the uh, Golden Knights. Catch it plus 125 here.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Kraken have... Um, they've done this several times this season where they go on these, these, these win streaks, and now... Five in a row, they've outscored the foes 28-9. to nine. They're getting some really good goaltending. They, they're scheduled to go with Grubauer again tonight. Uh, they've been going back and forth with him and Martin Jones, but they're already in. And you look at the Pacific standings, uh, they're only two points behind the Kings. Uh, and they would win a tiebreaker if the Kings, if they can catch them. Um, and the Kings are floundering a little bit here lately. That moves you up into third, and uh, that would, would help for Seattle in the first round. That would Right now, they would avoid... Um, uh, avoid Colorado the way it shapes up right now if they can hop out of that that spot and fourth in the West. Uh, they're playing so well. Vegas has had a little bit more trouble at home than on the road this year. The power play slowed down a bit lately. They're still formidable. Jonathan Quick, though, now is in goal. Looks like he's back in there tonight. I'm going to take the Kraken. I mean, they, they, they have been playing in streaks all year. They're in another hot streak right now. They get Vegas again in the regular season finale later in the week. And like I said, there's still a chance for the Kraken to move up into a third, and, of course, Vegas trying to hang on in the in the Pacific. I'm going to ride this hot streak uh, with uh, Seattle. They've been doing it all year, and, like I said, 28-9, uh, outscoring foes the last five. That's pretty hot. So let's take the Kraken, who have beaten Vegas this year, and I think they can do it again tonight.
0: All right, a couple of early games in soccer today, Bruce, of uh, uh, Man City and Bayern Munich uh, looking at uh, <clears throat> across the league. for The Bundesliga versus the Premier League here.
1: You know, Man City and when they had the draw for the quarterfinals here, there were two sides they didn't want. I think this was the one they wanted least. I mean, it was it was Bayern Munich Real Madrid in either order. They wanted one of the Italian sides or maybe Benfica, but um instead they they get uh they get Bayern Munich and we saw what Bayern Munich did to PSG in the last round. They were an underdog, but we've seen it time and time for them very hard to beat, very hard to break down. I'm not sure that Man City's going to be able to get this offense going and, and, and Holland scoring all those goals. It just doesn't work like that against Bayern Munich. And at some point in the Champions League, this has been the one thing that has has avoided Pep Guardiola since he's been to Man City. They've won everything else except the Champions League, and they keep finding ways to stub their toe. This is going to be very difficult. They're also in a chase now. They're chasing Arsenal in the Prem. Bayern Munich's got a chase going on in the Bundesliga too. But you're giving me Bayern Munich plus a goal here. Uh, They're very capable of getting a result out of this match. And I'm thinking draw might be it. But if you get the goal, you know, just in case they can win, it's not impossible. I mean, they won the game. I mean, they beat Paris Saint-Germain too. I, I'm giving Barry Munich a shot, but I need the goal there. Plus the goal minus one twenty
0: five. Yeah, plus a goal minus one twenty five. The Inter Milan game, you're looking at uh, a possible draw uh, in this game, and also under two and a half goals.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, Inter. There's only one goal scored in the uh, the previous round when they took out uh, Porto. Uh, Lukaku scored the goal. He hasn't been all that potent for them, and uh, Simone Inzaghi has been bringing him off uh, the bench. Uh, this is a pretty good draw though for uh, for Inter considering they're on, on their half with uh, with AC Milan and Napoli, so it's sort of the Serie A Portuguese side over there. Uh, Benfica's aside, I think they can they can fluster, um, but I, I think this both these games could end up nil nil or one one. I don't see much separating them. I can see this thing going into extra time in the second matchup. That's a pretty good draw price here today. So I would I, I look at the draw. I might look under a little bit too because I, I just can't see a lot of goals being scored. So I could see a 0-0 or a 1-1. 1-1 keeps it under. But the draw price, that's a pretty good price for teams that I think are going to be level heading into the second leg.
0: The draw at Bent Rivers paying 230. The under 2.5, you lay in minus 136. Wednesday, a couple of games you're looking at uh, It does, in soccer is uh, Napoli and AC Milan.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, uh, this one is um Serie A matchup. They just met last week at the San Siro, and AC Milan ran up a 4-0 score. So that that sort of got uh, Napoli's attention. Napoli has been the story of the season. Not only in Italy, they are running away with the Scudetto. They're going to win the domestic championship, and they've been the best team in the Champions League too. But that 4-0, that was a little bit of a message that AC Milan uh, sent last week. Mignon is really, he's now the number one keeper for France moving forward. He's been exceptional in goal, uh, certainly in this tournament, and helped them take out Spurs last round. Um, Osimhen, obviously, big goal scorer for, uh, for, for Napoli here. But I think Milan can fluster them again. And again, that draw price is jumping out at me. These teams know each other like the back of their hand. This has not been an easy matchup for Napoli this season, despite them leading Serie A. I think a draw again here. You're yeah, a nice plus price. And uh, I think both these games involving the Milan sides could end up ending in uh, draws uh, this week in the Champions League.
0: And finally, uh, Chelsea looked lifeless uh, this past weekend against now the Real Madrid comes into. T- uh, it was on minus 130 uh, at Bet Rivers is Real Madrid.
1: Yeah, and uh, Real Madrid, we saw last round what they did, the first leg at uh, Liverpool. Chelsea. I mean, they're they're in 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 a transition right now. The new ownership from the Americans, uh, Todd Bowley. They just fired Graham Potter within the last couple of weeks. Their coach. Now this worked a couple of years ago for Chelsea, and they brought Thomas Tuchel in a little bit earlier though, and they ended up getting hot and they won the Champions League against all odds. I don't see that happening here this year. Real Madrid uh, experience here. Uh, They won this event last year. And they also were one of the sides that Chelsea beat two years ago on that march to the uh, Champions League in 21. Real Madrid, not a bad price. I think they're going to win. I still think this is the team to beat in the competition. And this is – Chelsea's in a little bit of trouble right now. So, I I think this is a good price on Real Madrid. I think we covered it
0: all, Bruce. A little NBA, MLB, NHL, and uh, international soccer. So… what else is going on, man, uh, The uh, that is striking you yeah, as we get ready for the NBA postseason and just around the corner the NHL will get their postseason started as well. It's so funny that both of these uh, are close to each other in schedule-wise, but totally different as far as predictability when it comes to their postseason.
1: Yeah, could you imagine if the NHL did a play-in like that in a one-game one thing? They'd never <laughs> do that. I don't think that would be kind of interesting, but uh, it changes. By the way, remember, uh, the shootout stuff – they don't do that in overtime in the NHL when you get the playoffs. It is pure overtime, so and that's where you get some of the real drama in the NHL. We also got the NFL draft in a couple weeks, so, I mean, we'll talk football a little bit toward the end of the month, but a lot happening, and so baseball, hockey – and a basketball will keep us occupied for the next couple months for sure.
0: Las Vegas bookmakers' favorite thing to book, the NFL draft. They, they, they despise it, absolutely. And have, quite frankly, have the fewest betting options and also the limitations on time-wise because the yep. first pick on what, 8 o'clock Eastern on um, roughly 8 o'clock Eastern on Thursday night, they shut the window 24 hours beforehand, so live betting is completely out the uh, out the window as well as they have uh, taken a a, a a loss on the NFL draft, a significant loss the last couple of years. For Bruce Marshall, executive editor of the Goal Sheet, we're betting the board here on a Tuesday. It's the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.